Hello, everybody. This is Inside. And this is Marichelle Brown. And I'm Jerry God Simpson. Jerry God Simpson. He's trying to remember his Um So this is is Black Talk Sacramento. Black Talk Uh Sacramento. Underground number four. Number four. And here we go. We're going to try to do our intro. Oh, yeah. We have Vincent Corbell over here on the intro. How you doing? My name is Vincent Corbell. Oh. It's great to be on your show. (laughs) You need hazel eyes for that. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Here we go. (laughs) Stupid (laughs) old man. I need a cane. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Here we go. Here we go. Okay. Vincent, you're going to put a little bit on that. Black Talk Sacramento. Black Talk Sacramento. Black Talk Sacramento. Black Talk Sacramento. All right, everybody. Everybody say Black Talk. Black Talk. All right, and this is yeah. Put your hands together, y'all. Put your hands together. We in here with a whole bunch of people in this audience. Yeah, because we all the way live, right? <laughs> <laughs> we got about five people in the audience. That's right. very good. It's all off the chain. Uh, we have a great show today for you guys. Um, yes. the, our spotlight artist for today is Mr. Hooper, other AKA Crazy Ballhead. Did quick. you say Crazy Ballhead? Crazy Ballhead. Yeah, that's okay. that's, that's, that's B A L. That's his. Yeah, that's his old name. Former name. It's his former name. Yeah. So okay. it's, it's the artist formerly known as Crazy Ballhead. Ballhead. Now his name is um, Mr. Hooper. His Mr. Name, Hooper. Yeah, because his father passed away, so he wanted to take on his father's name. Okay. So he wanted to, even though it sounds like a, um, even though it sounds like a coach. Understand. <laughs> Coach Bag, <laughs> Coach Mr. Hooper, Mr. Hooper. I, he should do a video like that like though. When he come out, be like, "I want five sit-ups." Okay, here we go. <laughs> here we go, <laughs> Mr. Hooper. Feeling when my pen drops and gym clocks couldn't put a limit on this exercise. I energize the heart rate of any function, bringing to life the wallflowers that be fronting. I'm like a monk in the Gordon Lou flick. I ain't saying much, but when it's time to flex, I will kick, and it ain't taking. For my temper to flare up I'm in a game of death And only taking stairs up A deadly rhyming hero With love on the brain So deep that pouring rain Couldn't touch upon my pain I paint so much I told mics like gaps And rap on any beats Even Savion's taps When it's time to write Nobody's ever seen me comma I send explosiveness To your home like Unabomber From my mom I got the knack to react You know this track I'm taking it back To where it all started at In the 916 Do you hear me clearly? All right, so that had a little little um, right, curse like words in there, Mister um, <laughs> <laughs> Hooper. Mister Hooper, everybody. Well, I'm glad this, this is a podcast, so we don't have to really worry about censorship or anything. They should get take so, off the air. So, what was the name of that track? It's called the Nine One Six, and I'm in that music video. What? Okay. And the Brick House is in that music video. All right. All right. All yes, right. I'm, all right. I'm dancing in front of the Brick House all in right. that music what? video. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Wow. So yes, he he had like he had like drones and stuff. He had drones flying. So 
so you can come over okay. to the okay. city and things like that. Then all he showed all the artwork through the city, the the oh, street cool. work, street artwork. Okay. So, so, cool. so you should be able to go on YouTube and pull that up. Yeah, uh, pull Mr. up Mister Hooper nine one six. Once again, this is Black Talk Sacramento, and Black we are Talk going Sacramento. to go over some brick house news on Friday. October 10th, 2014 at 8 p.m., hands down, anti-domestic violence showcase. And then on Saturday, October 11th, 2014, from 12 p.m. to 7 p.m., we have Second Saturday Art Walk at the Brick House. And who is the featured uh, artist there? Delana Rose. So that's going to be very cool. Yes, yes. She does, she does textiles. So she sews two things together to make another thing. Right on, right on. And right on, on Saturday, right on. October 11th, 2014 at 8 p.m., second Saturday poetry at the Brick House featuring yeah, Kyrie Malik. We have, uh, is, uh, we have the 916 Inc. Uh, sponsored uh, poetry book really? release. And, and one of the reasons why we have uh, Vincent Cobelt on with us is uh, we teamed up together to create Mike Up. And uh, we teamed up with 916 Inc. We did a workshop. Poetry workshop. Um, and it says, um, you are invited to the 916 Inc. Young Authors Book Release Party for the Enchanted Noise of Crooked Names. And that's, that name is taken from several poems that were written by the students themselves. Um, join us to celebrate our latest group of young authors. Support our programs by purchasing a book and have yours signed by the writers, these young, gifted poets and writers there will be a reception with light refreshments followed by readings from some of the writers from nowhere else but the Brick House. Tuesday, October 14th, 5.30 to 7 p.m., 2837 36th Street, Sacramento. And you know the deal. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> not, 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 no, this, this is, uh, you know, we really put in some work to, to uh, uh, myself and, um, and Vincent um, to make this happen. Um, the, name is, uh, the name of the book is called The Enchanted Noise of Crooked Names, and Vincent came up with the with the name, uh, can you explain, Vincent, exactly what's behind that name? Right now, in one of the poems, a uh, student was uh, describe, describing like the enchanted noise, I believe, uh, of the city, no, of nature itself. Mm-hmm. And then in another piece, um, a student had um, the word, the words, crooked names. And I thought, if you put those together, we had a title. And there is a certain um, noise to um, crooked names, like crooked Charlie. You know, they kind of hang in the air, you know what I mean? Scarface, and I was just like, well, I think that's the title, you know, something unexpected and kind of unique. And that's why we went with that title. It wasn't, it was taken from the students and kind of like like a collage of words to kind of describe like the whole process of the workshops. And and yeah, we had to um, do the workshop at several different places and we hustled to get this book together, but it's students' work. Um, and yeah. it's. I, I think you'll like the work, by the way. How many How many students participated in this? Oh man, we had uh, probably it's probably uh, I want to say sixty, seventy, somewhere around uh, oh, wow. youth that we had that yeah. uh, participated. We actually uh, the the grant was actually for young men of color, but we also had uh, we worked with some young women that As aren't well. going to be well. in the book. Um, and we created them a smaller version of a book for themselves, so they actually have a book. On Where's this? Where are we located at? Underground Books. Underground Books. And what's that address? <laughs> Twenty-eight, fourteen, thirty-fifth Street. Yes, yes. Historic Oak Park. Yeah, I used to do that together. California. That's what I was waiting for. <laughs> I was waiting on him too. Yeah, but he, yeah, yeah. He he's, missed he's the boat this time. On, yeah, he's <laughs> on another place. So, um, and we have some events 
We have uh, we have uh, Dr. David Coving yes. is uh, getting ready to come. Uh, he has a discussion and book signing. Yeah, book signing. Dr. Coven, um, he has his prodigal book. He's going to do that. And in this tale of identity and cultural salvation, Dr. Coven displays his incredible capacity to give us a brief history wrapped in a glittering jacket of contemporary urban fiction. It is often brilliant, aware, informative. If a reader submits to Dr. Coven's commanding will and imagination, prodigal will be an unforgettable Fulfilling experience, Robert Fleming, A-A-L-B-C dot com. So that was a review of his book. Very cool. So if you got to surrender yourself, surrender yourself to the imagination. To the commanding, will. The, the commanding will. Oh, and I should be surrendering. I don't know if I could do that. Surrender yourself. That sounds, that sounds naughty. Surrender yourself, girl. Surrender. 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 Resistance is futile. Okay, so. All right. So, we also have Arita Naylor. She'll be here on Saturday, October 18th from 2 p.m. to 4 p.m. And she's doing a book, Get the Cheese and Avoid the Trap. Ooh. Get the Cheese and Avoid the Trap. That's right. Hmm. Got to be okay. kind of sneaky. I don't know. Got to be fast. Yeah, you got to be fast. <laughs> <laughs> and then on November 1st, we have Janae Brown, which is a children's book, uh, Imani's Moon. Uh, which is the children's book that will be I don't know. Here. We don't have Jasmine here to explain to us what everything is. So um, um, also, too, we have Chef Purnell. He has succulent sensibilities feeding two appetites. One appetite is naughty. The other appetite has to do with your belly, I guess, because he's a <laughs> chef. Okay. So we have Afia Moore, mm-hmm. Saturday, November 22nd, from 2 p.m. to 4 p.m. Jimmy Kala and his one and only dollar. One and only dollar. Jimmy Kala and his one and only dollar. All right. I like that. <laughs> Illustrated by Bose Riley. You can't even catch a bus Who is currently? We are, yes. we are here at Underground <laughs> Books. Uh, that's 2814 35th Street mm-hmm. in Sacramento. Uh, if you'd like to get in contact with uh, Mother Rose down here at Underground Books, make sure you give her a call at 737-3333. Buy a book. And buy a book. Buy a book. Right. Buy, buy a, a book. book. Here we go. So around the town news, we have the release of the Sacramento Black Pages. Is the Sacramento Black Pages here, Mother Rose? Oh, very good. So you can come right here to Underground Books and buy a Sacramento Black Pages for $5. It's $5, right? Yeah, okay, $5. So what is the Sacramento Black Pages? I, I mean, I know for, for those that don't. For those that don't? Um, you know, it, it lists all of the black businesses that are in town. And and not only black businesses, but it lists the black services that you can get. Like, you know, if you if you need some psychotropic drugs or um, um, something like that, or you need um, so you know get your tooth filled with something illegal, some gold or something, then you can do that. Or you need to actually have somebody put something within a cavity somewhere so you can smuggle it into Tijuana. <laughs> All those people that can do that for you are, is in the black pages, and um, yes. <laughs> It's a way to get back in the black. That's right. To pick up your black pages. <laughs> Got to get back in the black. That's what it is. That's what the black pages okay, is all about. Okay, that's the slogan of the black page. Got get to get back to, in the black. Get black, back in the black. Get yeah. back in the black. <laughs> Show you right. That's right. That's right. Uh, <laughs> all right. What's, what, else, what else is happening um, in, in round town here? Okay. okay um, um, and also elections. The election elections day is um, yeah, November 4th. Yeah, and um, everybody needs to, we need everybody to get out there and vote. You know, it's very important, especially on the the local level um, and 
national level. Nationally as well. Yeah. We're in the midterm elections now. A lot of things that are happening now will affect what goes on down the end of the road. So pay attention. Read the papers. If you don't know who's out there running, check them out. I'm sure you're getting a lot of phone calls, people trying to sell you the business. All right. So that takes care of our, our church announcements. Now we're going to go on to other news. Well, real, real quick, uh, we have uh, coming to the Brick House. It's Fiveology. Tell them a little bit about Fiveology. I don't know What's much about Fiveology. Uh, I got five. There's five black. There's, there's, fact, there's five black black men in Fiveology, right? And I don't think that uh, none of them have been to jail. I don't think so. And um, and so they go around um, the country. They're very popular. They actually it's a, been it's a, it's with. It's a poetry uh, team. It's a poetry oh, team, yeah. and uh, they and they have they have performed with uh, Jill Scott. Yeah, and, they've been they've been on Arsenio. They was featured oh, on Arsenio. No, I think Hall. was they on Arsenio. Yeah, all of them was on Arsenio. Okay, oh really? I didn't know that. Okay, and. Pal, well, huh? So was uh, Fiveology. Fiveology was okay. also uh, featured on Arsenio. It's October 22nd on Wednesday at 7.30 p.m. Who's got the Observer? News. Observer News. Pick it up. Observer newspaper comes out every Thursday, everybody. And uh, on the cover this week, it talks about Obama's unfinished work. It talks about talking politics, a conversation with Donna Brazil. Did anybody get a chance to see Donna Brazil while she was here? Didn't have a chance, nah. Okay, well, I check her out in the morning. I see her on the news all the time. I heard it was a nice show, though. We, we're talking about justice for killings, Confederate flag no longer for sale, Governor signs bill prohibiting the sale of items with the flag image. What do you think about that? Oh, yeah, that's uh, California Governor, uh, Governor Brown. Uh, he signed... Uh, uh, a bill that they can no longer sell the Confederate f- flag here in California. Pretty interesting. Yeah. And could I add something to that? The add day that he passed the bill, I'm driving down Elk Grove, Florida. I decide to let a truck make a left turn into the school parking lot. He makes the turn with a huge conf- Confederate flag as he goes into the parking lot. In the back of the pickup truck. Probably. On the back. I guess that was his protest. I was like. Uh-huh. You could see my face. Yeah. But don't yeah. go to the South then, because it's, it's an everyday thing. <laughs> yeah. And they fly it proudly. All right. Um, we have Celebration Arts seeks participation for storytelling uh, festival. So I'm assuming that they're looking for great storytellers that can come out and help tell the stories. Okay. So uh, how do they get in contact with uh, Celebration Arts? You can call, call 916-455-2787. What's your story? Okay. So get involved. So, so, get so involved. what are they doing again? They're looking for people to um, tell stories, participate. Participate with uh, storytelling. Storytelling. Oh, very cool. I dig that. If you got a good story, come on out. Yeah. So the story needs to be seven minutes long. And it must be, you must perform it. You You must must perform it. Memorize. Memorize. Okay, yes, no papers yeah. in live. Yes, I guess I can't do that one because okay. I can't go. I guess I'm I'm okay, storyteller. Yeah, you yeah, you could come up with you. Yes. You can do some ad yeah. there. Yeah, I'll be like, y'all familiar with Martha Wash? Yeah, yeah, Martha. Uh, uh, she was with uh, what was the name of that group? Uh, two tons, two of fun. tons of fun. Yeah. Well, they said she What's got a new record out. Okay, maybe she's gonna get paid this time. Well, <laughs> <laughs> nothing personal, but hey, she, you know, she she did go that, through. Yeah. she she was on some major hits at one time. And never made any money for it. And really? they, then they fronted her by, and, and if you know the two tons of fun, these young ladies are, right. two tons. you know, they're two tons of fun. And, and <laughs> so when she was recording all these hit records, the record companies didn't want her to be seen. Right. So they fronted wow. 
her and put uh, oh, yeah, women in front of the yeah. records. And stuff. I remember this that. This was back in the uh, 90s. CSC yes. Music See, that's, Factory, that's also right Black there. Box. She was the voice behind a lot of hit records in the 80s. And she didn't get paid. And she didn't get paid for a lot of money. She sued. She sued and got some money, but it's well, not yeah. It's not as much as... Yeah, because the residuals and all oh, that. everything. Yeah. Not only that, just your, your, your personality. You know, you sign a record company and you go in there and find out somebody else's face is on your voice. That's crazy. Yeah, that's like, that was crazy. That was the bomb back then. Remember the chick? Remember that video? It was like, they was dancing. They was doing the Rudder Band. Everybody dance now. And then, moving on, we have Black Press salutes the Fortune School CEO. Margaret Fortune is honored at a Leadership Awards reception during the Congressional Black Caucus Conference. All right, all right. I saw her at the um, at CAP at uh, Congress of African People. Very impressive. Did, Did she go to Harvard or her, she da- went? her daughter went to Harvard? Oh, her daughter went to Harvard. They run uh, Project Piper. Mr. Washington's back in the theaters with a new movie. You know, oh, you I saw know, that. That thing is. That, that's a bad was it good? Did, did you see that, it? Yeah. Was it good? It? I ain't going to do no spoilers. Yeah. No, but yeah, yeah. You but really can't talk along. about it. This what? what, what is that? I didn't see it yet. <laughs> it's hell along. <laughs> so, wait a minute. Let me wait, ask a question. Wait, wait, wait. How do you, what do y'all think about all the black films in, in, a, in, a, in a theater lately? What do you think about that? Wait, I said, what? what do you think about all the black films in the theater right now? Uh, they're constantly I only saw out. one black film. No, in there's a lot of them out right now. Really? Which one? The Good Deed thing. Oh, that was. Oh, my God. Did you see that oh one? Oh, my you God. See? You've been going to the movies a lot, man. No, no spoilers. I, I, don't spoil it. I thought you said you didn't go nowhere, man. I don't. I don't go nowhere. So how was that movie? Huh? How Which was one? That movie? The Deed one? Huh? Yeah, it was good. Yeah. Was it good? No, okay. to me, it was like, it was so odd because all the women okay, cheered well, okay. at the end. And I was like, this okay. must be women porn right here. Because... <laughs> Okay, well, okay, we're not going to get on that. No spoilers, no spoilers. No, no, because it was like everybody clapped, all the girl, all the women clapped at the end when he... Okay, so go back to my question. Go back to my equalizer. They was like, get him, get him. They was like, get him. Yeah, do that for her. Get him good, get him good. Get in there. Okay, my question, my question. So what do you think about the trend in all the black films in the theaters coming out now? Do you think it's do you think it's going to No, but you know what I would like to talk about? I'm not for sure. I'm not for sure about that, but one of the things that I would like to talk about is on TV is this new show called Blackish. Blackish. Have y'all seen Blackish? What do you think about Blackish? What do you think about Blackish? Excellent show. Okay. We have an excellent. The only problem I have with it is the name. Uh, Blackish? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I, I, I think it could have been called anything, and I think we wouldn't be expecting so much from it, you know. Everybody um, and, and then they wanted to compare it to the Cosby show, which. Is it like yeah, the Cosby show? No, no. Okay. No. Well, is it okay? Okay, on its own merits, is it funny? Do you think it's funny? It's it blackish. Like, well, it's, <laughs> it, no, it just seems like it seems like upper upper middle class black problems, you know, and they is, where yeah. they where they're trying to deal with assimilation, you know, and that's what it seems like to me. It's like it's that's that's the crook of the show, you know, where you're trying to. So I don't know, blackish, blackish, because you can't be all the way black. You got to be black. That's we have we have a definitely fan of the show. I haven't seen the show. That's a good answer. So y'all watched it. What 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 I episode is it on? Or is it on? It's the third episode. third episode. They have some yeah. good actors in it, though. I love Homegirl, boy. Oh, Tracy. Huh? Oh, my God. I'm not really a big fan of her mama, star. but she right there. Mm. Upside down. So, so we just have to give it some time. Yeah. Give it some time. It has to find its own wheels. Yeah. They have some good yeah. actors in that on that show, though. They have Lawrence Fishburne. Sure. Yeah. Lawrence yeah. Fishburne. Yeah. Morpheus himself. Yeah, but it's the script together. You know, yeah. that's well, a, I, I saw I, the advertisements. Yeah. And I didn't like the advertisement, so I was like, like I'm not even going to watch the show. I didn't didn't like like the title. I didn't like the advertisement. Boom. On to the next thing. That's exactly what it was for me. (laughs) (laughs) 
Shoom, boom. <laughs> and that's how we do things. If it doesn't look good on the surface, if it don't smell good, we don't... Well... Uh, well, I want to see Black Jesus, though. Black but, Jesus. Well, I, no, I, no, I, wait, wait, wait. Okay, stop. Has anybody seen the Black... I think the Black, I Jesus, seen black Jesus... These people should be shaming themselves. Well, oh, Literally. Well, well, there you go. Now you, oh, you, I, that's hey, hey, that's my opinion, though. Just got no, 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 no. I had to, to... What did I say? <laughs> <laughs> no, listen what I'm saying. No, no, no. I saw Black Jesus, and Black Jesus really, truly, honestly... Piss me off. Well, I think it's meant to do that. Why did, no, why did but it piss you know you what, off? though? We need to find another subject. I mean, I'm not, you know, <laughs> I, I just think I just think that that subject right there, what, what they be doing, it's a bit much. It's, I mean, they have Jesus calling people names that you wouldn't even think about. I mean, it's just uh, yeah, drinking. Jesus is smoking weed and drinking 40s. I mean, come on, y'all. What, what you think he, he was weed. doing? He got wait, a weed. Wait, 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 what you think he was doing in Nazareth, though? <laughs> have you seen it? <laughs> so it's by it's by Magruder. I like to go to yeah, the edge yeah. too, but that is like that's it, like it is kind of pushing over the button. The, yeah, the abyss. Over the, yeah, yeah. yeah. Gonna, wait, can I see? Hands? I haven't How many seen, have you seen Black seen Jesus? It. I haven't seen it. Okay. Oh, and it comes on. And the thing that's so crazy about Black Jesus, the time it comes on, I know that the reason why they put it on the time they put it's it on. It's on Adult Swim, right? So people don't yeah, see it. Yeah. I mean, because there's no way it could never be on prime time. Well, you know, we we talk. Okay. It can be done. Yeah. It needs to be off. It's it really. Okay, so yep. is so is it blackish? <laughs> no, it's, it's, it's it, no, no, it's ignorance. No. It's ignorance. Exactly, it goes exactly. aboard. Well, you oh. know what? You know what? I'm I'm equal opportunity. I haven't seen Black Jesus, and I haven't seen Trust me. <laughs> let, me, let me tell you something. Anytime so, I watch something, I, I, and ignore, I'm I ignore it all. Anytime I watch something and I'm uncomfortable sitting there watching it, I have to. Tu- I had to turn. How about How about Aunt Jemima? Have you heard about that? The uh, the family, the family of the woman who's depicted on the box. Their family is we suing right now. To other news Currently, right they now. have they're in court suing for two billion dollars. And what happened was they have been for years fighting to get this money. And Pepsi Cola and the other companies that own it were telling them that they have no leg to stand on. In their search, they went back and found papers that say that. This lady worked for this company, and so now they're about to get paid. And it's it's, it's a serious, serious. They've been fighting for a long time. Um, it's a class action lawsuit brought against a group a group of companies led by PepsiCo and uh, Quaker Oats. Okay, so um, also too, let's go to let's go to Facebook news right here. Facebook. I remember we was talking about on Facebook how they was uh, doing mood experiments on us. All right, so Facebook uh, a couple of months back, so they did some experiments. Now um, you know how Facebook requires you to have a real name and use your official name. So that's going away pretty soon. Now they're going to allow you to use alternative names. You can, And this was done because drag queens brought them to the mat. And because, you know, some people snitched on some drag queens. They were snitching on them, like, because they was using their stage names. And they was like, and so they snitched to Facebook. So Facebook was cracking down on the drag queens. And the drag queens like, uh-uh. This ain't right. And then, and then, uh, and then, and then, wait, 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 wait. what did they say? And then, and then, and then, and then they, they was like, you know, and then, and then now, you know, so, you know, whatever, whatever, uh, whatever Lola wants, Lola gets. So, and then also, too, another thing in Facebook news, I'm just bringing up some technology news real quick because okay. we don't get that really much. Um, PayPal better watch out because, um, Everybody's tripping. Why was Facebook forcing everybody to to download these messenger apps, right? They're forcing them. That's because they're trying to get into the payment attributes of... So they're trying to take on Square and PayPal. So now you're going to be able to send some cash to somebody through the messenger app or whatever it may be. So all, they have all these features in the back door set up so that you can send other people's money or, or do some kind of... <laughs> 
money exchange. Like, because PayPal makes money off each transaction that you make. So that's what they, they're going to try to do. Because Facebook has a, a, a financial problem, right? How do they make money if nobody's clicking on these ads and stuff of nature? So they're trying to make money because they're on the, they're on the stock market. So you, every year you have to be growing or something of nature every quarter. So now this is a way for them to monetize Facebook is to use these, these methods. So, um, and another thing Facebook is doing, they are getting into the healthcare because that's how Facebook make their money is by selling your, selling your information. So they are going to start getting into the healthcare stuff. So they're going to start tell, selling your healthcare information as well. So, so they'll be collecting health. Well, it's not. It's not just. It's not just collecting data. It's it's searchable data. So they can actually put in different stuff in there, and then they can search all your stuff out. Sure. And then they That's can why when target. you go on Facebook, everything that you think about pops up. Oh, I saw a pair of shoes right. I wanted. So all day yeah. long, different shoes will pop up yeah. on there all day long. Yeah, yeah. If you start talking about Walmart, and all of a sudden Walmart starts Walmart popping, starts popping mm-hmm. up. And also, too, they, they, they can actually, if you're using the Messenger app, they can actually look at every keystroke you make when you send a message. So they can look at every keystroke you make. If you're using their app, they can look at it. It's, it's, it's like it's Orwellian. You'd be like, oh, my God. We we are actually it's Orwellian. It's like you know I don't know if y'all seen Big 1984. Now they they actually have you have, seen 1984? I don't know if you've seen 1984. Yes. No. Yes. Well, they actually have over what is it two billion um, people that are signed on to Facebook. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's all the all the first world. So now they you know you know they they trying to get into other places, but they do have a, a liquidity problem. They have a um, a financial problem. In, so in what's growth. this? What's the new one? Um, it's a new one out. Uh, social network. Hello. 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 So. So what's what's another um, around the Ebola? Ebola. It's here, y'all. <laughs> it's, it's don't, don't scare everybody on the radio. Remember, um, no, but they had a scare right here in yeah. South, South Sacramento. Yeah. But it's in the United States. Though. It's here. But yeah. they had a serious scare. I, yeah, no, but you have to be careful. That, you know, did you see where they had the, the family where the man was in Texas? And they were talking about how somebody had contracted by some kind of spray when they were spraying it to get rid of the, the wind blowing and stuff. Well, the sad part about it was the people that live next way. door. No, listen, people that live next door. <laughs> on both sides of this infected house were never removed from their houses. So while the people are out there today power washing this place, the wind is blowing. So all this stuff is blowing in the air. And they all got on spacesuits. But the kids, the ladies outside smoking oh. cigarettes talking about my kids. I just told this oh. man. I, you know, and it became a crazy <laughs> thing. It's just ridiculous. So what, what country well, was, was this in? I was actually reading somewhere where they said that it is somewhat airborne uh the lifespan isn't long but uh well they mutate you know it mutates so so each time but they don't survive long enough when when the virus do mutate you know every strand when it moves on to another person it mutates and such nature so that's that's the that's the thing is like it it does mutate it has different strands but it don't survive long enough to actually get further so um so hopefully there's no outbreak monkeys out there Let's just hope that they're they're smart enough to catch up with this and stay on top of this and don't do what they did with AIDS. Well, you know, well, AIDS went a long time before people decided that they should step up and pay attention to it. So let's just hope that, you know, uh, and it's sad to say, there's enough of other people that are getting it, so they have to pay attention to it. By in September 30th, 2014, um, there's total cases in Africa are 7,492 right now, and total deaths are 3,439. We start talking about this 
this problem about two months ago. Yeah. And yeah. we are still dealing with this thing. And it has spread to Guinea. Guinea? Is that how you say it? Yeah. Guinea? Uh, um, um, Liberia, uh, Sierra, Sierra, Sierra Leone, Leone. Um, Nigeria, and uh, Senegal. Senegal, and the United States. And we got one. United, well, and we I was just uh, listening today. It's in Spain. Oh, really? Yeah. And that kind of stuff. And then you got the you have the American one that caught it, and then he got cured all of a sudden. It's just like, it's so odd to me that, that we, if we. Well, he lived in Dallas. <laughs> he lived in he Dallas. He lived yeah. in Dallas. But he went to the hospital first. He went and, to the hospital and they first. Him away. And they, they sent him away. They gave him some antibiotics. Oh, you you all right? And he told them where he came from. Yeah, He's like, I came from over here. And then he was like, oh, well, go home. You get some medicine. And that's the problem with our healthcare system, well, right? Well, the, the, the nurses, yeah, yeah. Well, well and, and right. remember, though, they, 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 they going to experiment that. on him. They're going to treat him with something else. They're going to experiment on him. Well, the nurses are complaining because they said that the hospitals are not ready. Uh, there's no hazmat uh, suits at the hospitals. No. So they, they're protesting at this time. Raven Simone. We're going to talk she's about that briefly black. and then we're going to move on. Yeah, yeah, she's, she's American. Black. She's American. She's blackish. <laughs> Raven Simone. She's blackish. Oprah looked yeah, at yeah, her. Oprah Did y'all said, see the show? Yeah. Oprah said, girl, you just opened up the door. A can of words. Well, she couldn't even believe that herself. It was crazy. You know, I know. It, it, it came out at a, at a weird place. Oh, right? but open Because she was talking about her being gay. get your Twitter ready and everything ready because they're they coming after you. Well, she's you not gay one. either. But she said she didn't want to be labeled. She yeah, don't want to be labeled. And that's okay. I'm cool with that. And that's respect. Respect. label herself an American? No. Right, 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 right. Well, you know. Yeah, that that is a label, right? She's a human. That's a label. That's a label. You got it. You got it, girl. You know what I'm saying? You win a debate. You win a debate. And then, she, uh, she she just labeled herself right. I am American. She was like, so you're not an African American. She's like, I'm just regular. right. She, she, she said, <laughs> that's right. Like I'm 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 average. I'm an American. I'm not African. I'm a colorless. She said, American. I'm a colorless I'm a person. person. I have dark skin. I have an interest, interesting grade of hair. <laughs> <laughs> so you know, I'm like, okay, all right. <laughs> she's all right. She's all right. She's so raven. I'm mixed with so many different. Yeah, she has a lot of different mixtures in well, her that's blood. What, that's what we call being black. Yeah. Yeah. Well, <laughs> no, that's not what we call. That's what. <laughs> no, no, because all of us are mixed with everything, right? Right, exactly. Black people, we are mixed with everything because we came over the ship from different tribes, right. had different tribes on the ship, right. and then we, we got here. I mean, it was 400 years, so we had we had slave masters raping our mothers. We had everything that was happening to us. So, right. so when they test us genetically, test us, we, we they have stuff from Irish, I, you know, Irish, Irish in us, Scotland. Yeah. They have somewhere yeah. everything. Okay. All right, so keep our, on going. Our, our attorney general, the first black. Black Attorney General is resigning, Eric Holder. You got a guess, right, um, Goss? Yes. Tonight we have Dr. Wallace J. Bellamy, who is a doctor of dentistry. His education background comes from Boston University School of Dental Medicine, 1989, DMD, California State University, Sacramento, 1984, BA, bi- Biological Science, Zoology. He's been running the Fountain Plaza Family Dental private general practice since 1993 to present. Dr. Bellamy is involved in leadership and is affiliated with several associations, including the American Dental Association, California Dental Association, Sacramento District Dental Society, National Dental Association, and the list goes on. So, I say to you first and foremost, Mr. Dr. Bellamy, welcome. Good evening. Welcome. Welcome. How are you? (laughs) All right. My first question to you, sir. Is my back molar hurt? <laughs> <laughs> my first question to you is, you know, I, I deal a lot with presentation and, and packaging. So how important is my smile 
to my overall general health? The smile is the window to your soul. It mm. is the first thing that people judge you by. It is the first thing that people see. It's the first thing that people um, get a sense of who you are and how you are and how they potentially may relate to you and others and a job. Okay. Hmm. And what made you decide to go into the dentistry world? Oh, man. I, I actually decided to go into dentistry in the ninth grade. I, oh, really? Um, oh, yeah. Oh, really? Ninth grade. So what, what attracted you to, to, that, to that area of health? Well, you know, I'm an Air Force brat. Uh, I grew up all over the place. So with that, we had crappy dentists. We oh, okay. didn't have great dentists at all. He's like, I could do better than them. Yeah, yeah. Well, ninth grade, we ended up here in Sacramento, and we got the opportunity to go to some private practice dentists. You know, the first couple, they weren't too much to write about. Um, but the third one, third one caught my eye because I was actually watching him work on me through his glasses. <gasps> yeah, and okay. he caught that. And uh, I noted that he had a nice, quiet demeanor, and he had a nice environment, and he played some soothing music, and he was gentle with me. And I'm like, whoa, this is different. I have to, I so have he to inspired say, you. Yeah, he, he did. inspired you. So, you know, he asked me, well, I saw you looking at me. You want to come back and watch what I do? Oh, wow. Oh, wow. He took an interest in you. He took an interest. Oh, wow. He took an interest, and uh, that changed my life. So that's what I, that's why I do, that's one of the reasons why I do what I do today. The other reason why I do what I do is uh, to to serve the community, to serve Mm -hmm. the underserved. Mm -hmm. And that's one of the reasons why I belong to the National Dental Association, because that is our mission statement, to be the voice of those who are underserved. Taking care of oral health, how does that affect the rest of your body if you have bad oral health? Well, can it lead to other problems? Here's the deal. I'm glad that you asked that question. One of the things that we found out is that the things that we find in oral health and find in the mouth sometimes can lead to diagnosis of systemic disease. The correlation that really comes to mind is a correlation between periodontal disease and heart disease mm. and stroke. Really? There's almost a one-to-one correlation. Really? Absolutely. So you have bad oral health, you have high risk of having a stroke or a heart attack. Higher than normal, and especially in the black community. Whoa, that is deep. That's good information. It is, and I I hope to to get people on board with going to their dentist or local dentist at least twice a year Mm. because a lot of these diseases can actually be at least, if not diagnosed on your dental visit, Mm -hmm. can at least be, be... looked at and a referral made by your dental practitioner to your um, primary care physician. Very interesting. Yeah. yeah. Can, can you uh, further dispel some myths about dentistry? Myths you know, when, 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 it comes, dentistry. when it comes to the black community, we have myths like, well, my teeth going to fall out anyway. That's the first big myth. <laughs> That's okay. the first big myth. Everybody says, oh, you know, I'm too old. Man, my teeth are going to fall out by the time I get a certain age. No, your teeth will not fall out by the time you get a certain age if you practice good oral health and good oral hygiene. As a matter of fact, one of the things that will make you older is losing your teeth because when you lose your teeth, you also lose the, the facial structures right. of, of your face, mm. and they get, you get that sunken-in appearance. Mm-hmm. So losing teeth makes you lose bone, makes you uh, more prone to, to other diseases. And most people lose their teeth 
to periodontal disease. What is periodontal disease? Periodontal disease, another good question. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's pretend I'm Barbara Walters. <laughs> is that like halitosis? <laughs> uh, periodontal disease is the actual inflammation of not only the gums, but also a destruction of the bone underneath the gums. Yes, okay. the bone underneath the gums actually disappears, and when it disappears, it doesn't come back. Mm. It goes away forever. I need to go to the dentist. <laughs> it goes away forever. Uh -oh. And periodontal disease, by the way, is how most people lose their teeth after the age of 30. Oh. Yes, you do not have to have a teeth. <laughs> you stressing her out. <laughs> you do not have to have a, a, a cavity to lose all your teeth. Mm. Oh, okay. Wow, that is deep. It is. It that is. is really deep. And so we can prevent that, of course, by brushing twice a day. Only 44% of most Americans brush twice a day. Mm -hmm. By flossing, mm -hmm. less than 80% of <laughs> Americans floss every oh, really? day. Less than less 80 than. So, So what do you think about a water pick? I've got a water a pick, water and pick I love it. water pick is fantastic, and I advocate as a water pick. Oh, man, I love my water pick. that in... <laughs> <laughs> in association <laughs> with your floss. Yes, I, I not, love the water pick. I'll be like, oh. It does not replace the floss. <laughs> oh, yeah, it feels good. It's like a massage on the gums. Yes, yeah. it's the Bob Diggity. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so so what, uh, what, is there a certain brand of toothpaste that should be used? No brand. No brand of toothpaste. As a matter of fact, research says that toothpaste basically um, does very little to okay. help you prevent mm. cavities. Right. It's the actual mechanical action. How about baking powder? Of, of brushing. Baking, baking soda. soda. Baking soda is actually bad for your teeth. And oh, wow. You oh, yeah, wow. And I tell you why. Because it's very abrasive. It's very abrasive, oh. and it actually removes enamel. Oh, okay. wow. Look at that. You know, we learned something new right yeah, now. And that's yeah, something my my that grandma I, would, would, would say In the no kitchen. That. Right, yeah. right, right, right. brush down in that box. It's the same thing with salt then. Absolutely. But, okay, so, okay. Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Fluoride. Uh, what is the deal fluoride. with fluoride? Now, is fluoride good for you or, or bad? bad for you? Should you have fluoride water in your house? Well, here's the deal, and this is this is how I truly believe. You know, I take the American Dental Association line. I also take the National Dental Association line that fluoride isn't great for you. There has been some research out there that states otherwise, but with all the cutbacks in social um, things in the neighborhood. Fluoride is actually the community's last line of defense against tooth decay. Hmm. It really is. I mean, with children's dental health being cut back, with adult dental health being cut back, you know, I, I sometimes will go out into the community and see kids as young as one with a full mouth of cavities. Mm -hmm. Fluoride helps. Mm -hmm. That's my personal belief. That's the ADA belief. That's mm -hmm. the NDA belief. Mm -hmm. There are other people that say that uh, there may be some toxicity due to mm -hmm. uh, overdosing. Being, being, well, overdosing in a lot of, of subjects. And mm -hmm. I do say this. Overuse of fluoride will cause something called fluoresis, which is a modeling of the enamel. But based with the reality that you don't have much social services out there treating kids with tooth decay, faced with the reality that in America, 51 million hours of school is lost with tooth decay. That's 750,000 yeah. days out of the year. That is the number one chronic disease in America, tooth decay for children. The face of the fact that you can die from a toothache. 
I would not go to a dentist. And this man, if I would have known him when I was a child, he would have been my dentist from then. And so... So, so, so where, where you. is your practice? And, and my He's, practice is in Elk Grove on Laguna Boulevard, 8007 okay. Laguna Boulevard, number okay. three. Number three. Right. Elk Grove, 95758. Yes. Okay. And what's the name of, what's your name of your? Uh, Wallace J. Bellamy, DMD, Fountain Plaza Family Dental. Oh, okay. okay. And you got one of those church names. names. <laughs> <laughs> church and God in Christ, liberated. <laughs> Liberated all day long. <laughs> is, there, is there a phone number that people can contact? Yeah, you? my my office phone number is nine one six six eight three three zero one one. You can also find me online at drbellamydmd.com. dot com. All right, drbellamydmd. Bellamy spelled B E L L A M Y. So so, how's his prices there, Goss? Uh, he keeps me smiling. <laughs> <laughs> all right, do you, know, you do you accept Obamacare? Obamacare, yes. <laughs> okay, he keeps me smiling. So so yeah, I do have a question about that. I, I, want, uh, I need a dentist. Cover California. Do, do you believe that? Uh, how do you feel about Cover California? I think it's fantastic. All right, I think. It's do you great. think that Obama did a good thing with that? Obama did a fantastic thing with that. That's okay. my personal opinion. That's mm-hmm. my professional opinion. A lot of my colleagues don't agree. Oh, really? Why not? Um, I believe that they believe that uh, it cuts into their uh, into their into profits, their profit, into yeah. their profit margins mm. and whatnot. And it, maybe it does. But I, you know, I always say, you know, always do the right thing. And I think that um, the president is always trying to do the right thing. How young should you be when you have your first appointment? First tooth, first birthday. Oh, wow. Okay. Okay. Start early. That is our campaign in the Dental Society here in Sacramento. First tooth, first birthday. Very important. So you can. Two reasons why. One reason is first, uh, it gets a first opportunity to take a look at some of the teeth and correct some habits if they're going wrong. And the second thing is to get the young people used to going to some of their healthcare professionals early. They get used to going to the healthcare professional early. It's not a myth. They know that they're in a safe place. They know they're going to be protected, especially when mom and dad are right there with you. Okay, so what is some new technology oh, that boy. came out that got you excited as a dentist? New technology? Um, there's, there's Invisalign. Invisalign is fantastic. What's Invisalign? Invisalign is invisible braces. Uh, they're braces that uh-huh. use actually plastic retainers that you use uh, 22 out of 24 hours a day. Mm-hmm. Nobody hardly ever sees that you have them on. Mm-hmm. And uh, they move teeth just like wire and bracket. Okay. Oh, okay. Oh, wow. Okay. Yes, yes, it's just as permanent. It, it uh, is. It is a. Is it is a an orthodontic technique. So yes, it is an orthodontic. I heard. It, I heard this thing. Um, I heard about this thing in Europe where they don't. Where they have a technique now where they don't have to do root canals anymore. It's like they almost like. It's very cool. It's very cool. It's like in a, it's in a study, like a scientific thing, where it actually kind of rebuilds the tooth or something nature. So I don't, I don't know if you've heard of it yet. But. No, not heard of that. But we do have a technology that rebuilds teeth uh, right there in the office. Instead of going out for you know uh, another appointment to, to build a crown in, we can actually build a crown right there in the office. It's mm-hmm. called a CEREC technology. Okay. And that's a big technology that uh, a lot of dentists are, are going into. It's kind of like one visit. One uh, one appointment kind of thing instead of two appointments. The root canals way different than what you had twenty years ago mm. and what you even had five years ago. Mm. Uh, the technology is there is that you know most of these and uh, except for extractions, most of these are painless. Yeah, I went those, to the dentist. Words, I went to a dentist scary. and they they did a digital scan of my head. Yeah. 
it was awesome because you know how they used to put the thing mm-hmm. in your head, put the thing in the mouth, and they'd yeah. be like, okay, and then they put this big flat jacket on of you know lead, <laughs> and they was like, am I safe? And then, but but this time. <laughs> She, they just put my head in this bracket, and the thing just went around my head like on Star yeah. Trek. Was, oh, yeah. And then all of a sudden, my picture was on on the computer. I was like, "Hell yeah!" yeah. <laughs> digital pantograph or yeah. a cone beam technology, which is great because in that technology, you can actually see the skull, and you can rotate it 3D, and you can actually strip away all of this flesh oh. and skin, and it just kind of looks like oh. muscle just laying oh. down there. It looks like a 3D movie, really. Oh, right. Okay. What's, what's that scene on, um, no, it's like that scene, you know, the Minority Report? So very, that was very cool. I'm, I'm, I'm digging that. So are there very many opportunities for African Americans in the world of dentistry? Absolutely. You know, there's the, the world is, the sky is the limit for uh, dentistry and African Americans and other uh, underrepresented minorities. I do a lot of mentorship of people who are in high school and college um, and even people who are in school. I used to be the preceptor associate professor um, for uh, the Applied Professional Experience Program for Boston University. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of the, the students that I got out were minority students, uh, African-American students. And, you know, the, the sky is the limit. I'm always mm-hmm. glad to mentor people who are interested in the dental profession. Very so cool. if, uh, if a youth or anybody that's interested in getting de- into the yeah. dentistry mm-hmm. field, what should they do? Who should they contact? Well, they should contact their local dentist or their dentist and say, hey, I'm, I'm interested. Can I, I follow you? Okay. Can I watch you, what you do? Kind of like a ride-along. Yeah. If they're in elementary school and high school, is there any specific, particular that, classes they should be taking to help them get to this way? Science. Science. Oh, yeah. Definitely yeah. science. Yeah. All the sciences, making sure that there's science and mathematics is up because, mm-hmm. it's, you know, it's all about science. When yeah. you get up to the high school and the college level, that's what your dental schools are looking for. Dental schools. So have you school. ever used algebra in? in uh, oh, yeah, especially in, your, in orthodontics. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. That, that, that moment where your math all, teacher was like, algebra yeah. will save your life. Okay. It's, it's all about physics. Can we give it up for Dr. Bellamy, you yeah. guys? Yeah. Oh, cool. <laughs> Wallace J. Bellamy, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. Yes, yes. Thank you very much for inviting me. Thanks for coming to Black Talk Sacramento. I appreciate it. Yes, thank you for coming out. You're welcome. Yes. Lyrics hold competition like pamphlets. The harder on the mic, the man gets the tighter his hand grips. I'm dangerous with my landmine rhymes, and I'm rapping on these tracks like I'm throwing gang signs. Black master, fist to the north side of Cali. The shadow of death residing deep in the valley. Adopted by a nation of hip hop enthusiasts and losing grip on all of that nine to five job. I'm live with the flow. My show is electric. Fans can't wait. Make believers out of skeptics. I mess with deep astronomical thinkers who be quick to drop lines and hold it down like a sinker as I fall through the shaft of life. I'm trying my best to grip the side so I can take a slow ride and see everything that's going down. Running through my mind a couple times then adapting to my sound. The professional. He's professional. She's professional. He's professional. We's professional. Yeah, let me ask y'all. Who's professional? Hey. All right, that was Mr. Hooper. Mr. Hooper. Mr. Hooper. What was the name of that track? The Professional. We just had a professional here with us. That song was called The Professional? Yes, yes. All right. right. That was a a great interview with uh, Dr. Bellin. Yes, it was. Informative. 
Yes, it was. It was awesome. Now you know that if you get a toothache, you could die. No baking soda anymore. No baking soda. No baking soda. No, baking soda. no salt. I know no that's salt. gonna make a lot of no uh, homopathic no people upset. <laughs> <laughs> They're going to be like, no, no baking soda. No what are you talking about? Soda. My no grandma Listerine. said baking soda. Well, we, we after after the show, we're going to go out and have a couple of Listerine um, shots. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. And I love my Listerine, too. But it destroys the gums or something like that. Something well, of that nature. Well, you have to be like, I have to move but, on. I have to move it, on from my Listerine. Get you there, I love Listerine. I'll be like, I do it every morning, every night. <laughs> peroxide. Well, no, peroxide. I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna get the other the other stuff they have the the non alcoholic version drink. All right, Temple. all right. <laughs> well, welcome <laughs> back. <laughs> We'd like to welcome everybody to Black Talk Sacramento. This is episode four, number yes. four, Very number good. four, number four. Black Talk Sacramento. Yes, yes, Black Talk Sacramento. Here at Underground Books, Historical Park. Oh. Right now, we have with us we have with us Danielle Williams. All right. Yes. Hey. Yes. Hey. yes. Yes, well she done. she well is done. the bomb diggity. In my phone, I have her as a very cool activist. That's oh, what I have oh. beside her name. <laughs> she's she's the one. She's she the one. she she's is the one. Always, yeah. yeah. Um, part of it is is because she's very true to what it is that she does. You know, it's not just talk. And and I've run into people that it's not like hard us. talk. Mm-hmm. Well, so y'all are telling me she's everything. <laughs> right. Yeah. Right. Oh wow. All right. <laughs> I know we put a lot of mustard on there. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. We, but I, I believe every word of it is very cool. Um, I've been watching um, Danielle Williams for a while. Not, in a, I'm not stalking her in any kind of fashion. Like, well, that. you kind of yeah. stumbled over those words. Yeah, because I'm trying, I'm trying not to give up the secrets. <laughs> I'm gonna have to come my stalkeration yeah. <laughs> and see how many times we, <laughs> I know. You don't, visit her look, page. Look, look, <laughs> don't, don't do no Google a- analytics on me. <laughs> so, but um, she is very cool. She has. She's a, a very cool community activist and um, today she just they had an action today that, and we're going to talk about that but first before we talk about the action that you had today um, talking about Proposition 47 mm-hmm. we're going to talk about Ferguson she actually went down to Ferguson yes and How spent was a that? week was it wasn't a week yeah. a, a week, week that you went down there to Ferguson so I would like we had a brief conversation about well it wasn't very brief but we had a long conversation about her trip to Ferguson and because I was so interested and I want to bring this to our Black Talk Sacramento audience so um tell us about ferguson what did you see at ferguson how did you feel you said when you got off the plane you just broke down because it affected you so so much yeah yeah well uh thanks for having me on the show Uh, thank you for being here yeah so um i'm a community organizer with sacramento area congregations together Mm -hmm. and we're part of the largest faith-based network in the united states called pico People improving communities through organizing. Okay, okay. That's actually like the arch nemesis of the of the organizing organization that Barack Obama was mm-hmm. in mm-hmm. called okay. Gamaliel. You know, oh, really? Right. We're working towards, you know. <laughs> okay. So a little West Side, East Side. Okay. You know, okay. okay. No, it's all good, though. But yeah, okay. so um, we have a sister organization in Missouri, and then um, we have a sister organization in Kansas City. Okay. And so when Ferguson went down, they're like, all right, we need clergy. Mm-hmm. We need organizers out here because it's just like everything's going down. All these protests are need going down. We need to pull down. up all the stops. We, we need had to pull all the stops. 
jobs that needed more staff to, oh, okay. to meet the needs on the ground. Mm-hmm. Right. So they put a call out for clergy. So um, first week, my executive director, Ashlyn Spinden, Pastor Les Simmons with mm-hmm. South Sacramento Christian Center, and Pastor Kevin Brown, Mount Sinai Missionary Baptist, they went out. Um, and so they were out there some of the nights when the protest was really going crazy. Um, well, actually, when the protesters were attacked by oh. the law enforcement. Right. The time that I went out, I went out where the, the protest had calmed down. And um, I came out there to meet with the youth that were out there organizing and to be eyes and ears for my organization to see what are the needs on the ground. And so we were doing trainings for um, voter registration trainings with the youth group, also with congregations, mm-hmm. um, community organizing 101. We also did a training on how do you work with the media mm-hmm. and how do you change the dominant narrative that's out there right now, mm-hmm. okay. especially how the everyone's reporting on Ferguson. So how was my trip? Uh, I'd say my trip was definitely life-saving. Uh, life-saving. Life-changing. I guess it kind of radicalizes you in a way. It, it, it was spiritually heavy. It was really hard for me to describe. I said to my coworkers, um, it's, it is spiritual warfare out there mm-hmm. that manifests itself in structuralized racism. What happened with uh, Mike Brown was just the straw that broke the camel's back. Mm. And, and you can see that. I was talking right. to people um, that were telling me about how the police treat them. I met quite a few people. That said, yeah, we were beat by the cops, and it was just yeah, Comic yeah, we, we were beat right. a couple of times. Right. Um, right. There was this one uh, one guy, Caucasian guy, who was down, and mm. he was like, yeah, I was beat by the cops. They openly called me a, a white n word. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. And you know, and so mm-hmm. just like hearing that is just like, whoa! Really, don't have anything you can do about it, right? Right? Mm-hmm. So, can you imagine that? Can you imagine city council? Okay. Now, what about the other organizations that are out there, and also, like you're saying, city council or you know the churches? Yeah. So you know, just keeping it 100. The youth are at the forefront of all the movements in Ferguson. It is the youth. Okay. They are most directly impacted. Um, one of the uh, act activist really at the forefront. His name is Tef Poe. He, he said something to the effect that he'd been writing on his Facebook post about the lack of actually faith-based organizations, where the pastor's at. Right. Um, and so that was a really, really interesting discussion. Mm. There's a group called Organization for Black Struggle that is really, really out there. Um, there is a group called Lost Voices. They're a group of youth um, that they just, they occupied. It's called the Canfield Drive is where um, Mike Brown was killed about a block from where it happened. They occupied that space with tents, and they are going out and they're registering people to vote. Very cool. Um, I also met a but, lot of. But tell me, but, but, but I don't mean to cut uh, you off. But tell me about the street. You saw actually saw the street where um, he was killed. Yeah, Brown yeah. Was killed. So that was. It must have been eerie to walk down that street. It was very eerie to walk down that street, and as we walked down that street, we were walking on the street because the street was so small. And so when you saw the space in which he was killed, it was a really intimate space. Mm. And so that was that was really weird. Right. You know, like I said, it's a very, very small street in which it happened. I know they're saying, TV, oh, he TV. was out walking on the street. Yeah, TV and makes it look like it's a huge place. No, no. It's a really, really small um Narrow. Narrow, intimate space. And so when, you know, when I came up there and then I saw the uh, um, saw the memorial that was there, it was just like, wow. Is so, that the one that um, burned? Is that yes, the memorial that it, burned? It, yep, it did burn um, about a week mm. ago. Yeah. 
they put another one back up. Okay. So did they ever find out what happened to it? Did someone set it on fire, or did the candles cause it, or what? I I didn't hear about I didn't hear about uh, was it arson? <laughs> yeah, I didn't hear what happened with that. Um, but yeah. So oh, okay, and another thing that that you told me about was the way Ferguson is district. Oh, this talk is about part that. of the the whew, the structural <laughs> racism, which is so deep and embedded out there. Sacramento, city of Sacramento has about five or six cities, and it is larger than St. Louis County. I'm sorry, Sacramento, Sacramento County, County has five or six, six cities. cities right. um, St. Louis County is smaller than Sacramento County, but it has 91 cities. Whoa. It has 91 <laughs> cities because they're cutting their cities so that brown people aren't in their communities and their tax right. dollars don't have to pay for brown folks, mm-hmm. right? And so what that means is you have 91 mayors, 91 city councils and get this 91 police chief. So when we drove from the uh, St. Louis airport to Ferguson, um, within five minutes, I drove past four townships. As we're driving through, you'll see the Ferguson police. Mm -hmm. You'll see the Jennings police. And then the other thing, they said how the Darren Wilson, um, how he used to work for the Jennings Police Department, right. which fell apart for uh, they were doing bad stuff, the same thing that um, Ferguson was doing, right? They're corrupt. The way they're like, oh, yeah, that was in Jennings. But that was in Jennings. Jennings was one block, block away, away from Canfield Drive. Wow. Okay. Wow. You know what I'm saying? Wow. So it's just like... Um, how they do, you know? How they dice and sliced it up and yeah. put it back together. Yeah, and and then when you look at it, so this is the part I don't get because that state, Missouri, is kind of they say it's purplish, kind of red. The mm-hmm. little Saint Saint Louis City is more blue. blue. Everything right. else is red, mm-hmm. right? So if you're so it's re- more Republican, more or, Republican than okay. Democrat. Okay. So you know, I understand Republicans are trying to get their money right, mm-hmm. right? But when you have 91 cities, 91 city council members, 91 police chiefs, that is an abuse of government mm. and it's an abuse of taxpayers dollars right. you mean talk about economies of scale do you really need that many city councils how many paychecks are they getting right paychecks for all the uh count the city executives and, and also, police chiefs everything's so close together you have to wonder how many of them are on multiple multiple staffs you, you know in yeah, other words, how yeah. many of them are serving in different cities right you exactly. know, i'm over exactly. here working i'm over there working and they're just you know because how many, in a place like Missouri, how many people that can really do those jobs? Right. So there's, you know, you have to spread it out. So And that's, that's part of it. That's prob- most likely part of it. Mm-hmm. Those jobs are for certain people. Right. That don't right. look like the community. Right. And guess how they pay for it? It's it's through the um, warrants. The, the citations, warrants. The tickets The stuff. citations, all the tickets. So, and the way it works out, it's a really, really cold system. Um, you get a ticket that the fees are so high, you can't pay it. Right. So uh-huh. this is you really preying on those in poverty more than anything. And you end up in jail. You, you end up in jail. You end up in debt. There's mm. some people, they're like, okay, oh, we're going to go to this action over here. Oh, wait, I can't drive through that town. I have a warrant in that town. So I'm going to go here and then I'll, I'm going to be like 15 minutes late. What? Because you can't go straight down the street. You can't. Go so you got to go. go around. You got to do all this stuff. <laughs> and so it's gotten so bad where these warrants are treated like felonies. So <laughs> folks, when they hire, they want to know, you got a warrant? Oh, you got one. Oh, we ain't finna hire you. So this one sister I so met. So something, basically, something that's not really bad, they're yes. holding it over your head as if you've 
killed somebody's mama. Yes, you know. yes, and you're in debt because <laughs> yeah. the fees, everything starts right. flying right. up. Because you got so 91 cities you can right. get in trouble in. Right. They, they have to fund that some way, <laughs> somehow, and it's on the backs of poor people. Right, right. This you could be in trouble in uh, five cities at the same time. No, seriously, right. though. Yeah. And so this one sister I met, she, she has been in debt for 10 years. Now yeah. she's homeless. It started 10 years ago with a broken taillight. She's been incarcerated on and oh, off wow. due to this broken taillight. Wow. Um, in debt. She had to drop out of school because she got incarcerated during a key point, you know. Mm-hmm. And so it was just done with then. Uh, she has a 10-year-old daughter. So one of the things that we did when we were out there, we actually had an action at the mayor's office um, for him to forgive all of those warrants, you know. It's not happening. Well, you can't have because that's so their this, money. You're not. They're not going. You're not going to take away their money. Right, well, this right. is kind yeah. of sounding like the Jim Crow system. You oh, know? that's. I mean, most definitely. I think that's that is that's that's yeah. That's what I saw. That's and I think that's what really shook me um, in my spirit. Mm. And we have our challenges out in California. The challenges are covert. Mm. Right. Right. I have never seen overt, right? I, I got this covert stuff right, down. Right, I know right, the code right. language. I know the, you know what I'm saying? Um, right? <laughs> Over there, it was definitely in your face covert. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, you are going to be in debt for 10 years over this broken taillight, and you know what? You should have had that fixed. Whoa. That's your bad. Right. It's just right. like. You should handle your business. Right. <laughs> right. That like, but. You know, Real Americans right, pay their tickets. Right, right, right. What? Yeah. <laughs> but they, it's like in the in the South, in my home area I live in Georgia, they banned all the check cashing places um, because they were targeting the soldiers, the military people, and the poor people. Mm-hmm. And they were owing so much money trying to pay yeah. $50. Yeah. So they, they just outlawed them. Mm-hmm. So they don't even have any in that town. So, so what are some of the solutions um, are, that you guys are working on with the different youth organizations that are in Ferguson? Definitely, there is a lot of organizing taking place. There is a larger coalition called the Don't Shoot Coalition okay. that has a whole bunch of organizations involved, um, including the Urban League. Um, and they are working on long-term solutions. And so some of the things they talked about and are working on or in progress is they're addressing the, the, the tickets things, mm-hmm. right? The warrants and things. The warrants, so the warrants and things. Psychic. They had some short-term and long-term goals in terms of justice from Mike Brown. Mm-hmm. Um, I know one of the goals was to get the mayor, I'm sorry, the governor to recuse the prosecutor who's like extremely biased and shouldn't right, be there. Right. That didn't work out. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, but so they're working on different strategies to get short-term and long-term justice for Mike Brown, but also transforming the community. And this is from what I was able to to see. Mm-hmm. In talking to the youth, they're definitely talking about registering people to vote so they can increase black political power there because the powers that be are not listening to them. There's a lot of talk about we need to groom leaders to run for office. Right. right. Right, um, so right. there's a, a lot of talk about that. Okay, okay. Um, and then also just continuing the protests, continuing the actions to, to keep this going. And the one thing that I took away from there is that it, it's definitely, this is like the civil rights movement. There's a movement going down right. there. And I have so much love for the youth that are out there because they're like, you know what, America? We finna organize and we finna do this whether y'all watch it or not. Right. Okay. <laughs> y'all just having to be They're still protesting. And they're still on top of it. Yeah. And they're still 
right. Yeah, right. So um, what about it, the indictment that's coming up? And you have, I mean, you have not really a indictment, but they have the... Um, well, they gave him a year. I mean, not a year, but they gave him to the beginning of the year. Well, yeah, they, they still, they still, and the jury's still out, out on that, right? right? They're still researching, quote unquote, or, you know... Right. That yeah, grand jury, is, yeah. That's a very, very important point right, right. there is right. that he right. had the power right. to make the decision. decision right. It is kind of a cop out. Right. Um, and oftentimes the the uh, attorneys also make recommendations. Right. He's not rec- making recommendations. So, you know, it's like right. You, right. the writing is on the wall. They're trying to wait us out. The, yes. The, the writing is on the wall. I mean, I don't I have no idea what what will go down. I mean, I think it's, it's I think folks are just focusing on just raising the heat to a whole other level right um That's you know not fire. focusing on that per se but keep just the feet keep, to the fire yeah. keeping the feet to the fire right 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 at least that's what i have been told right? <laughs> i've been gone for a couple of weeks right right, right. <laughs> so do you do you stay in contact with the youth uh, organizations that are there in ferguson yeah there's some people that i still text um and then i'm following mm-hmm. everybody on facebook okay, okay and great, so great. i'm like seeing everything um it's really interesting because like everybody that almost everybody that I talked to has been arrested if not once a couple of times one of the brothers he's been pulled over a million times and so they know who the leaders are mm-hmm. um, and they're right. picking targeting at them, them. Yeah. so yeah so yeah. I mean I have like so much um, so much love for the youth out there I mean they're really they're really holding it down mm-hmm. so what are some of the things that we can do as far as uh, that we can learn from uh, Ferguson Missouri to apply here in Sacramento and make sure that we don't get caught up into those type of, uh, of living situations and being proactive? I I think a couple of things. We have to increase the black political power so that those we, we get listened to. I think the, the action that we had today right. was a result of, oh, hmm, you guys, you don't vote anyways. <laughs> Back to the subject at hand, right? right? right. So right. let's not act like that doesn't take place here. Right. It does. Right. Right. Those who vote are the ones who get listened to. So really um, working in our communities to organize the, the black community to get us out to vote. The other thing is we've really got to groom leaders to take office. Let's look at SAC Board of Supervisors. There's nobody no. on the Board of Supervisors yes. that looks like us. Well, and I believe it's only been one. On and he Sac- just died. And he, he just, just granted. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Right. And so um, we're, what, 16 to 18% of Sacramento? Yes. Yeah. So, you know, mm. right? So that's one thing. Another thing is that relationship with the law enforcement is key. And that's clearly not the case in, in Ferguson. Clearly not the case in Ferguson. Um, and not even with the, um, the officials. And so, you know, when we look at Sacramento, there's, there's efforts that have been made. Um, you know, I think just last night there was the meeting at St. Paul with the right. law enforcement and community members, and I actually facilitated a group, and it was so weird because I'm facilitating a work group where Chief Summers is there talking, and I've got four clergy in okay, there, and great. I got, so I was like, whoa, it was it was actually a kind of a powerful moment, mm-hmm. right? Um, and so really continuing those discussions, but like, let's, let's, let's get to the point. Like, let's, let's be very frank, and let's make sure that those who are most impacted which are the youth, are at the table. Right. Because, you know, I'm, I'm going to keep it real. I haven't been profiled right. in Sacramento. Mm-hmm. My brother, um, who came out to visit, was pulled over four times in one hour wow. in Roseville. It was wow. in Roseville, though. But, yes, four, four, four times in one hour. He's a techie from San Ramon. He was at a world, what, world 
World of Warcraft. Oh, yeah, okay. Uh, slumber party thing, right? <laughs> <laughs> right you know what he's saying? real, so, he's real, he's a nerd. Yeah, yeah but, but when yeah. you talk to the youth, Very when good. you talk to our young black men and women, they have a different, a different experience with law enforcement in Sacramento than maybe some of us might have. Yeah, right. So yeah. making sure that they're at the table, so that's how you really make that bridge. Right, um, right. So that's, I just, you know, encourage us. I think there's been great efforts that uh, the mayor has put forward mm. and the LACP has put forward and I think we just really got to continue to make sure that the youth are at the table mm -hmm. to build the relationship whether it's a youth advisory board with the mm -hmm. the local law enforcement I think that's that's another way as well and I think um, just really being having a critical eye about what does structuralized racism look like in Sacramento right right and I think what's beautiful about Sacramento I'm from the Bay Area what I love about Sacramento I mean, it's so like the black middle class here is like flourishing. And oh, thick. oh, it's going. Yeah, it's yeah, huge, yeah. Well, right? you know, somebody it's I was awesome. you're right, right. I was talking to somebody the other day and they were telling me that Sacramento is the new Oakland mm -hmm. uh, when Oakland it was once at at its mm -hmm. peak of, you know, the, the businesses and the, the government mm -hmm. being ran by African-Americans. You right, know, so. right, right. Yeah. And, and then also keeping an eye out because at the same time, a lot of our brothers and sisters are still right. in the struggle. Mm -hmm. And so if, if you know, we have these bodies that are making decisions that don't look like us, how are we amplifying those voices in our communities mm -hmm. that aren't heard right, and putting right. that at the forefront? And so that's, that's what I do as an organizer. That's the very definition of disenfranchisement, right? Mm -hmm. mm. And so tell us about why people should come out on November 4th to vote yes on Proposition um, 47. Yes, so um, Proposition 47 is, everyone talks about the war on drugs, right? You go to any any night at Mahogany Poetry, you got the poets talking, war on drugs, Reagan, yeah, yeah. revolution, <laughs> revolution, right? Uh, but the opportunity for that is November 4th. So right, if you really right, bout right. about it, right, 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 right. you're going to come out November 4th. So November what 4th. Proposition 47 does, it's called Safe, Schools and Neighborhood. Terrible um, name. Yes, it's <laughs> Neighborhood and Schools Act. Um, and so it would be the, if we pass this, we'll be the first state in the nation to end felony, felony sentencing for drug possession and petty theft crimes. What's huge about that, because y'all mm -hmm. know California does something, everybody going to do it. Right. We are the first to say, you know what, we're not going to give folks felonies for their drug addictions. Mm -hmm. And, you know, for petty theft, you're right, because that felony is going to uh, really haunt you for the rest of your life. That's mm -hmm. the also does these petty things are clogging up the system. It's clogging up the system, right? Mm -hmm. You got these petty crimes clogging up the system, and then you got, what's the, the Oak Park Handyman out there? <laughs> you like, uh, <laughs> or whatever, what's that book called? Yeah, yeah, that's yeah, it. Oak Park that, that, Handyman it's, out there. I, I, it's a handyman or something. Yeah, you the killer. Yeah. Like, uh, okay, who do I want in the prison? I think I want Oak Park Handyman uh, yeah, yeah, in the prison, prison right? But no. No, no, no. So um, what, what it does is it says we're no longer going to use our criminal justice system as a way to deal with people's addictions to drugs. Right. right. They need to be in treatment. That's right. where they need to be. Right. Yeah, not in jail and prison. Mm -hmm. And then we're not going to send people to, to jail and prison for these low-level crimes that, you know, the punishment could probably be dealt in a different way. Yeah, tell um, us about the, the power of the lawyer when, when you get, when they, when they do these. You, you was telling me about how the 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 lawyers can actually say, oh, I'm going I'm to treat this like a, a 
a felony or I'm gonna treat this like a misdemeanor. They have yes, that flexibility. Yes. So right uh, now, yep. So, so in you, Prop 47, it takes uh, six low-level crimes that are felonies. But these, and so what it is is it's drug possession, petty theft, and fraud under $950. So it's like shop shoplifting or writing bad checks under $950. So um, these felonies are actually what we call wobblers. It can either be uh, the DA has discretion. Oh, okay, well we're gonna charge it as a misdemeanor. Oh, no, we're going to charge it as a felony instead. So, you know, there is a study that came out that even though African-Americans, I'm sorry, even though whites use drugs more and sell drugs more, that blacks are the ones who are always prosecuted with drug felonies. Right. That's because... The system is racialized. Mm-hmm. Right. Who gets the felonies and who, who gets, gets the, the misdemeanors? misdemeanors? If you have that power, we're like, okay, I'm gonna treat, I'm gonna pre- treat Jimmy Bob with, you know, with a misdemeanor, and then I'm gonna treat, you know, Leroy. Jamal with, you know, you know, what I'm saying I'm gonna treat right. him with, I'm gonna give him the felony. Right. So yeah, so it's, this also comes back to the importance of, you know, a lot of young people don't think that it's important to vote. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Well, I, it don't make sense to vote because they ain't gonna do nothing anyway. Your voting is more powerful than you really do, really recognize. Yeah, so yeah. if you don't have nothing, that, you know, if you don't stand up for something, you'll eventually fall for anything. Right. Yeah. So, you know? yeah. so what? What's that date again? What's the date to vote? November fourth. The 4th. date November fourth. Yep. November fourth. So, so they have to definitely before they vote, they, they have, have to, to register. register. Right. By and October twentieth. Oh, yeah. By October twentieth. And yeah. and. If you have a felony, you can vote as long as you're not on parole. In mm. California, the only reason that you cannot vote is if you're on parole. I just met someone last week for like 15-something years. She thought she couldn't vote because she had a felony. That was false. She can't. Mm. So if you're on probation, you can vote. Get you, hear that? you hear that? Say it again. If, if you are on probation, probation, you can vote. If you are in county jail, you can vote. If anyone wants to organize in the jails with me, please contact me so if i'm in jail can i sign fill out the absentee ballot oh yes as a matter of fact the jail could be a voter site oh Ooh, really yes. <laughs> the jail could be a polling site <laughs> all okay. right okay. all right okay. right That's so i cool. mean just imagine all the untapped power that we have right. here right. in sacramento mm-hmm. I, mean, I mean just jails aside i'm right. not saying right. right. <laughs> i'm saying when you just look at all the outside right. community right. the power that we have and so what we're actually working on right now is through it's part of a national movement called Let My People Vote mm-hmm. here in Sacramento. Mm-hmm. Sacramento area congregations were working through congregations and community organi- organizations to get the vote out. Mm-hmm. So on um, any given night, actually on every night except for Mondays and no, 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 we have it on Mondays except for Fridays, uh, we have phone banks. Mm-hmm. So one of you guys might be getting a call from a PICO or an ACT volunteer saying, do you plan on voting? Mm-hmm. Do you know about Prop 47? Right. So we are reaching low propensity black and Latino voters here in Sacramento. Mm-hmm. And then we are having precinct walks, uh, or we call it door knocking. We have one this weekend. Uh, it's from 9 to 1 at Mount Sinai Missionary Baptist Church. And uh, with these walks, what we do is we go door to door and uh, make sure folks are registered to vote, encourage them to come out to vote. Um, and we share with them about Proposition 47. Now, what I love about what we're doing is that we got folks that everybody has a story. Everybody's touched by Proposition 47 some way, somehow. And we're sharing those tests. 
testimonies. And it's a beautiful thing because we it's not your typical knock, knock, knock. You really got to support us. It's like knock, knock, knock. Yeah, this will actually change my life. Mm -hmm. Or you know what? Right. I'm a crime survivor. I'm a, a violent crime survivor. The person that victimized me had an addiction to drugs. This is why I care about this. Mm -hmm. So we're having some real conversations with people via our phone right. banks, via our um, precinct walkings. I encourage folks to join us this uh, Saturday, October 11th, 9 to 1 p.m. Mount Sinai Missionary Baptist Church, 5983 Wilkinson Street All right. in Sacramento. Very All right. Cool. Yes. Everybody register and vote. Register right. by when? By October 20th. And vote when? November, November 4th. 4th. And I'm voting what on what? Yes, yes on, on 47. 47. Let me hear you say yeah one more time. Yes. <laughs> on Prop 47. Mm -hmm. Yes, on Prop 47. Also, too, you can go to blacktalksacramento.com, and we have a little link on there um, that you can click on. We have a big banner on there that says Prop yes on Proposition 47. You can click on that and go right to the website. And so, cool. Thank you thank very you, much. Thank Daniel you. Thanks for having thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Williams. Yes. Ladies and gentlemen, give it up for Miss Williams. Miss Williams. <laughs> yeah, Miss Williams. <laughs> so who are you? Good. Who are you? Oh, my name is Inside I. And I'm Marichelle J. Brown. And I'm Jerry Goss Simpson. And this is Black, Black Talk, Talk Sacramento. Sacramento. Thank you very much. And Thank also, you. too, if you have an announcement that you would like to make, um, you can go to blacktalksacramento.com and fill out the form. Or you can hashtag um, blacktalksacramento.com on Twitter or on um, Facebook, and we can get it to you. We are here at Underground Books. And you can come here anytime to buy a book. We are at 2814 35th Avenue, Sacramento, California. The phone number here is 916-737-3333. We have all kinds of events here. And our feature artist for this month is Dr. Hooper. I mean, Mr. Hooper, Dr. Hooper. I should tell him he should just be that, Dr. Hooper. So, um, I like that, Dr. Hooper. Dr. Dr. Hooper. Cool. Yes, Dr. Hooper. But but when you when you search for him, look for Mr. Hooper. That's yes, right. yes, Mr. Formerly Hooper. Formerly known as the ball head. As, as the ball, as, not as, as the ball head. Crazy ball head. A.K.A. Crazy ball head. So that's us. We are signing out for today. This is Black Talk Sacramento number four. Competition like pamphlets. The harder on the mic, the man gets the tightest hand grips. I'm dangerous with my landmine rhymes and I'm repping on these tracks like I'm throwing gang signs. Black master, fist to the north side of Cali. The shadow of death residing deep in the valley. Adopted by a nation of hip hop enthusiasts and losing grip on all of that nine to five job. I'm live with the flow. My show is electric. Fans can't wait. Make believers out of skeptics. I mess with deep astronomical thinkers who be quick to drop lines and hold it down like a sinker as I fall through the shaft of life. I'm trying my best to grip the side so I can take a slow ride and see everything that's going down. Running through my mind a couple times, then adapting to my sound. The professional, he's professional, she's professional, he's professional, we's professional. Yeah, let me ask y'all, who's professional? the pad 
and I plan my attack. And the peak of my success is getting high on the graph. What I do is nothing new, but the way it's done is dope. So in tune with my gift, I could probably be the Pope. Hear my beat in the heart of the sunrise and watch all my people scream yes. But the way that my drum rise, I symbolize true school to the new. And my peeps around the way who be doing the do. The who's who and a fashionable flow. And better take notes, cause I'm steady and any titles in my scope. I'm blessed with it. My lyrics can heal when I'm thankful for the strength. So to God I kneel, I keep it rough. You be the judge of what's real. I stay addicted to a fix I couldn't get from a deal. I train for the worst. I give it my best. I take everything I want and leave the others. What's left a professional. He's professional. She's professional. He's professional. We's professional. Yeah, let me ask y'all. Who's professional? Who's professional?